I think it's rolling. This is the first time. There it is. You can see the waveforms. Okay. Yep. First time using Zencaster. Um, Zencaster is great because it records whoever I'm doing the podcast with and myself, their video and their audio at the same time. Um, so everything's already synced up. Um, but today I'm here with uh, Michael. He's the owner of Stagger Films. Um, this is the second episode of the podcast, uh, the Matt Alt Films podcast, where we talk to wedding professionals, um, really just about the importance of either networking or getting to know your couples or even films. Um, it's not limited to anything. Um, right now, we're just going with it. Um, but I wanted to introduce Michael. So, Michael, thanks for coming. Uh, today we are virtual. Last episode we were in the podcast room, you know, because of COVID. And Michael doesn't exactly live too close to me. Um, so, um, yeah. So, tell me about yourself. Um, it's awesome to have you here, and just like kind of go into uh, what is Stagger Films. What do you guys specialize in and how long how how long have you been um, in business? Uh, it's a lot of questions. So uh, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Um, so how Stagger's only been in existence for five years, but just like we were talking before we hit record, uh, I've been documenting weddings for 13 years as a photographer and still do that today. Um, so I feel like we're a little, I'm a little old, uh, in the industry. Cause obviously there's always a lot of young people coming in. Um, no, you look young. So that's, that's the lighting. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, so five years is, as how long Stagger has been around. Um, and like, what do we special? I mean, we, it's weddings only. That's all we focus on. That's all we care about. Um, and, and really if you kind of pare it down, we just like to create custom films that just tell the story of the wedding versus, you know, just the same thing in every wedding. And, you know, cause it's easy to kind of get into the trap of cookie cutter and doing the same thing. So really yeah, of a unique approach of creating something that we don't even know what it's going to be. And it's a team effort, even in coming up with a concept for the edit. So that's kind of where our focus is. That's awesome. And where are you based out of? Just outside of Philadelphia. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, where do you usually do, um, I'd say, where do you do most of your wedding films? Are you all over the place? Are you in tri-state area? I think the tri-state area is the best way to put it. Like most of the stuff is uh, Pennsylvania. We do a lot in Philly. But then we also have some occasional Delaware, Jersey, New York. Um, and then even rarer, we'll do more destination, whether it's like up north in Maine or um, you know, Utah or, you know, but that's pretty rare at this point. Yeah. Um, and what's really interesting is like your vow renewal video that's on your website, you are actually in it and you had one of your filmmakers come and film it. Yeah. And that one has a really great story. So I wanted to go into that. The topic for today is the importance of storytelling and how to get to know your couples. So, I mean, just going into that film, like, the filmmaker that you flew out, he already knew you. So you guys already knew each other. And like the fact that you're the owner and you have, you know, one of your friends doing the video for it, like that is the connection I think that we want to kind of get with our couples. The fact of being that close, because if anyone watches that video, like it, you could just tell that you, I felt like I just knew Michael right away before we even like into like know him. Um, and I think that's the goal, at least from, for me as a filmmaker is trying to um, really just get to know uh, your couples because that's how you tell a great story. Um, so do you want to go into that film a little bit and kind of like maybe just the connection between you and the filmmaker and why you brought yeah. him out? Yeah. So uh, I actually photographed his wedding eight years ago. So uh, like for us, it, it, uh, it's all about connection and, and we have a lot of friendships from past couples. So I think that's kind of testament to our approach. Um, and yeah, so we just stayed close with him, his wife, and now his two kids. And it was kind of a no brainer to, to ask him if he would film it. He was a guest first. Um, and then we asked him, um, so, you know, thankfully he, he was open to it and it was very, like, I set no expectations. I just wanted to document and, had really no vision of what it would end up being like in the end. Um, 
you know, the, the thing that I cared a lot about that I was, I would say I was more particular about was the audio and just making sure we, we recorded separately our vowels so that we could utilize them because my wife and I worked really hard on our vowels. Um, and that was our 10 year vowel renewal. So 10 years together at that point, um, married. So there was a, a lot of a, a story to tell and kind of to try and encompass and communicate. So that was the one thing that we were really caring about. Um, yeah. So, you know, we, we were there for uh, a few days. So it was little clips here or there that he would shoot. Um, because we were all, obviously we all knew each other. There was only 27 of us. Um, and we were just feeling really good that night. So it was even a point where, like he was passing the camera around and like, like a little bit of every, everyone, you know, yeah. I think had some part in, in the dancing. Um, obviously not all that footage made it in there, but um, yeah, it was just like super fun. And it was just about being present and just whatever happens happens. And, and there's no pressure. So it's kind of unique in that sense, because obviously I think a bride and a groom might be a little bit more like, no, like, I definitely want to make sure you're getting what you need to get. But um, yeah. at the same time, his approach, just as our companies, is to just let things happen and just truly document. Don't stage, don't set stuff up, just be there. Um, yeah. and, and don't don't feel the need to direct or anything like that. And letting the photographers kind of take the lead when necessary, which, you know, for portraits and stuff like that. And just, you know, see what happens. And then the one thing that we ended up doing of that film is included a couple clips um, from other days and from our travels in Italy at the time. Um, yeah, so, yeah. like, the opening scene is literally from my cell phone of a, a musician on the street. It looked so good, though. Like, with the music and stuff, it just got you into, okay, uh, where are we? And it just kind of like, especially the musician on the street, like that even helps with storytelling. It, it, it ties into all of this, but yeah. like the fact that I want to go more into the the process of him just documenting it, because that is my style too. I don't like to stage things. Um, if I see a really nice pose that the photographer does, I'll jump in and be like, Hey, can you guys do that? But like, for the most part, once once I see the, if somebody knows that they have the camera on them, they, for the most part, um, if it's a guest that doesn't know you, it turns to be awkward. So I try to do it from a distance in a way. Um, and from there I get to get the most raw emotions, uh, the happy tears, the crying, the laughter. Um, so that's how like, you know, my style for storytelling actually like developed and like, you could definitely see in that film, like it just like everybody felt so comfortable um and like i don't know it just it, it opened my eyes like i wasn't even planning on doing like a destination when i saw that and like you you opened my eyes i'm like oh you could do a destination like destination wedding. we did our vow renewal so now i want to have a more intimate wedding and honestly like the less variables that there are like some of my favorite weddings are the ones that are actually super small like because like what happens during the day is there's so many things planned and like, you know, some people go all out, which is like totally cool. But like, um, the one I just did in San Diego, it was, it was still during the time of COVID, uh, beginning of January. And like with that film, like their family couldn't come and all that stuff. But instead, since they were flying me out and like, they wanted this story, they've been together for 12 years. And like the whole background of that is they had a really cool story. And like, the the sunset cliffs where they got married, like it was significant to them because they both moved out to San Diego from New Jersey. And, um, you know, they just, they just had this great story and like getting to know them multiple like meetings and stuff since we couldn't meet in person. And then even hanging out with them the day before the wedding, because like I was already in San Diego. So we went to all the places, um, not every wedding or elopement, um, you know, has the time for that. But if you do, like you, you really get to know them and like to see their quirkiness and like them having fun. And like, you just, you just know kind of what to shoot when the wedding day comes. So like, yeah. that was my, one of my first times actually shooting the day before the wedding. And like, I want to do it a lot more. And we kind of talked about this, like I'm shooting with you, um, kind of like a proposal video and like, 
the fact that like I'm going to get to know them beforehand, they're going to feel more comfortable around me. Um, I just know the wedding film is going to be a lot better because you already have a lot of their story documented. Um, so I, I think it's a great way to kind of like build a really cool film because if you look at like a wedding day, usually it's eight to 10 hours. And um, it's, sometimes it's hard because there's a lot of moving parts, maybe hair and makeup slate. And like, you don't have time to actually, you know, get the uh, letter read in or this happens during a wedding day. So, um, you know, sometimes it's good to have the day before it's, it's rare, but like, I wish I could do it more um, to actually get to know my couples. Um, So, and then also like, even like before that, man, like with, with just, you know, video chatting them and like getting to know how they met, how they proposed, why they chose that venue. There's so much to it. Like, why did they choose this beautiful uh, scenic sunset cliffs? I mean, they love adventure, you know, so tie that into the film. Um, but I wouldn't know that if my couples didn't tell me that or if I didn't put the effort of going the extra mile. So do you want to kind of go into like maybe give us a tip of like how, you know, you start to meet uh, with the couple and like kind of how do you get them to open up to you? Um, do you think it lies with, um, them seeing your work already and be like, oh yeah, I want that fun, energetic, upbeat what uh, thing. And then they could just, they're like, oh, I like that video. And then they see that like, oh, I saw your 10 year renewal. Like yeah. I want something like that where it's more romantic and it's like, it's very personal. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, the best way to get people to open up is to open up for yourself. I think, yeah. um, like I talk about our vow renewal and our first wedding and our marriage and just the things we've seen and what we believe is important. And I think also asking good questions and, you know, finding out why they're actually lo- even talking to me, you know, like what is it about our films that you were drawn to? Right. Um, and they'll usually reference a couple of films or maybe something specific. Um, and then we can dig deeper because like you mentioned, like a, a vow renewal film um, versus maybe more of an upbeat, more energetic Philly wedding. Right. There's, there's so many different couples. Completely different. So yeah. I think different uh, styles. Yeah. Like because the idea is to be able to create a custom film, like it's, I tell couples that we want to create something that's going to tell your story and, and kind of fit your vibe and your people's vibe. So some couples are, have that history and have been together for a decade and have been through some crap and um, have fought to where they are. And, yeah. you know, for that and kind of learning about that, you start to be able to figure out, okay, well, like I want to be able to access that part. And then there's couples that have been together for two years, which is, I feel like pretty typical. Um, and, you know, they just want to like, be married and party and like they have a super fun group of friends. And so obviously for that type of wedding, like we, we talk about what do they imagine that their film's going to look like? I also like uh, at times I kind of lead it to like, you know, have you seen a film that you didn't like? Like what don't you like about wedding films? Ooh. Yeah. Um, and, and the best thing to do is to find out what they don't like and be like, Oh, that's awesome. Because this is, what we don't do. Yeah. That's uh, what we don't do. Thing I, is, you know, wh- when I tell people, when I ask them, what about our work do you like, you know, what drew you to our work? Then they're also telling me like, what's important and like, what's the thing I need to make sure that they fully understand about our approach and, and the experience in our films, that's going to literally give them exactly what they want. So it's it just, I ask a lot of questions and I listen, but then at the same time, like I, I know, and I think the thing that can set our films apart than others is that we want to focus on everything that's happening. We're not just focusing on like the dress shot and the first look moment and, you know, like the obvious things that you see and are part of our films anyway, but it's literally everything else in between that matters. It's like the little connections that you have between, you know, whether it's involving the couple or not, but between family members and friends and like new families coming together, um, 
on the dance floor is a really cool thing to, to be able to yeah, see. Yeah, that, that is cool. Yeah. Um, you know, so like, and that's what we learned through photography is that it's never the picture you expect to be as powerful as it is for the couple. And too often, you know, it, it would be like, we'd get a call. I'll never forget probably the, the most like amazing story that we've been able to, to have as far as the importance of a photograph is two weeks after our wedding, um, we get a call from a bride and, and her brother who was 32 at the time had a, a brain aneurysm and passed away. So it was like sudden and tragic and he left behind his wife who was pregnant. So oh, wow. um, my wife took this photo of them on the dance floor. They were slow dancing. There was a little space because she had her bump um, and she was also like a foot shorter than him. So she was looking up and the, there was this like spotlight that was coming down on her. So it was just like this perfect, like anyone would look at it and be like, Oh, that's a really cute picture. Yeah. But that literally was the last photograph of them together. Yeah. And so the bride asked if we had any photos of them, you know, of him that we could give her and edit ahead of time. So of course, like we, we dug in and gave her as much as we could. Um, and that ended up being a photograph that they, they displayed at the funeral. Yeah, it's so important. Like, obviously, we want to be creative and stuff. But like, you don't know how much that photo or video actually that clip might mean to the couple. Um, it might be the last one, like you mentioned. Um, and that kind of gives it like a bigger purpose. We're kind of like immortalizing everybody, right? Um, obviously, everyone has phones and stuff. But like, yeah, there's a way to do it with you know, storytelling or even like, obviously that was just a photo, but it had so much meaning to it. Um, so, I mean, couples, they come to me in particular because they want, they see that I get a lot of different candid moments. Um, and again, I want to go back onto your point, like how we don't really script things because we don't have to, during prep, worry about the bride just putting her hand on the dress and petting it. Right. Like you don't, we don't. So instead I always tell my couples instead, I'm looking for somebody that might be coming into bride prep that nobody's seen for the first time. Um, there's something about capturing a reaction when people see them for the first time, whether that be a grandparent or what have you. Um, so for me, that helps with storytelling a lot um, is actually just being present in the moment and not like being like, oh, I got to get this shot. I got to get this shot. Obviously, I have some signature shots are, are a theme, um, similar look. I like silhouettes. I like depth. I like shooting through glass, all that stuff. But like besides that, like for me, it's just being present in the moment and like not being tied to, oh, now I have to do this, this walking shot of them. Like if they don't, if it looks weird, like I don't know, like for me. Um, the couple has so much photo and video of them that obviously they want to be photographed beautifully and they want to do some nice poses and they want to go to some epic locations, but you'd be surprised how many people actually want to see all the clips or like all the raw footage because the wedding day goes fast. I could tell you from experience and been to a bunch of weddings and like it does go super fast and like they want to see their grandma's arrival and them being greeted by them while they're like not even at the church yet. Cause sometimes we get to the church before them. That's a great opportunity for us as filmmakers or photographers to see people actually arriving for the first time. There's um, cause the couple doesn't see that. And it might be that moment. Like you mentioned that, like you captured that last photograph. Yeah. Um, or even so for me, yeah, go ahead. I was uh, thinking of a meeting I just had last week. Um, I, I end my meetings asking the question, I have my couples imagine, and that I, we've done this for photography, but I still do it as a filmmaker. And I ask, I say, just imagine that you just got your photos back and you're looking through them for the first time. And then I always reference like something relevant to the like conversation. Like if, if they have a pet, uh, I'll be like, you know, and the pet's name's Garfield. I'll be like, you know, just imagine that you two and Garfield are sitting on the couch together, looking through the pictures for the first time. And, I'm, you know, so like lightening up, set the stage. And then I say, imagine you come across a photo and you're just like, wow, like, like, I love this picture. I want you each to take turns telling me what this picture might be for you. Like, who's in it? 
what's happening, any sort of description. And then there's always like a like a pause, and and I always at, have the the guy. If there's a a guy, I said you go first because usually like it's harder for them. Um, but after the pause, I'm like, what's the first thing that popped in your head? And then they tell me, and and this bride, she starts tearing up, and she's like, my grandfather. And and then I just weigh in. She's like, he like he's my person, and like we're we're so close, and I love him so much, and. And I was like, that's amazing. And then, um, you know, the groom tells his, I don't remember what it is. Uh, I, I do remember he said, like, he's like, honestly, that's probably the picture that I, I think is going to be the most important too. Um, but it gave me an idea. And I said, you know, have you ever considered doing like a, a first look with your grandfather? Like it's such a beautiful way to honor him, do something unique and special that's going to have meaning for both of you. And then she was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Like, yeah, we're going to do that. Absolutely. You know, so like, that's just a small experience I recently had. Um, that's really cool. I haven't done most, a lot of first looks with grandparents in general. And I could just think that would be no, the like, idea because most of the time, obviously they might just see him during the ceremony for the first time. But the thing is the brides walk in down the aisle and there's so many people and you're, you're nervous, right? It's You should be. It's a wedding. A nervous excitement, right? That you might not see the grandparents only, or only for like maybe a second. There's a lot going on. So that is a cool way of actually documenting, making sure that like you can actually get it. That's, that's actually a great idea. I had recently, um, I did a film, Stephanie and Mark is in Alpine, New Jersey, but I really got to know them and they opened up to me and told me about their story. And, um, you know, Mark was telling me the groom, his um, family is flying in from Puerto Rico and it was during COVID. So it was really hard. So it was only like five or seven like family members. And they said how their family members are all, they all have a piece in the ceremony. So if they didn't tell me that I wouldn't be able to get these angles. I got so many people crying by getting the right angle and knowing who to look for. I mean, you, you get to realize like who's important during the day, but like, yeah. To know that he hasn't seen those family members in over five years, I believe it was, get to document this, especially on the wedding day. After the wedding, like I have probably like during the ceremony that it was like happy tears after the wedding, after they got married, it's like almost like they have never seen each other in like 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 20 years, like the hugs and tears. Because yeah. I knew that I don't, I believe that, um, I, I knew right after that was going to happen just based on like hearing their story and stuff. So I was right there to document it after the ceremony. Usually right after the ceremony, you'll get a few shots and go sh like, oh, okay, now we got to shoot the room. Now we got to set up audio, but I knew stick around for this and just wait because they told me the importance of those people. And I, I, I saw it during the, um, the ceremony and I saw it during prep too with his grandpa that flew in for Puerto Rico. I, it, it just, it, it meant so much to them. Um, and yeah. honestly, like, awesome. yeah, it's, it's cool because like, if I was just like, not to get to know, you know, why their ceremony is important, why the, I think it was Stephanie's dad was uh, the officiant. And then um, there's some other officiants here. I forget another family member, but if I didn't know that, like it wouldn't have been such an emotional tie to the couple. Like, yeah. Cause I would have just shot it. I wouldn't have known who to look for in the audience. And like, it's just like, there, there's a select amount of people that when we get that insight from the couple, it could really, yeah. you know, just transform a film. And like, for me, like I could just see it. And like, after, after the one, they're like, thank you, Matt. Like, honestly, we, we saw where you were in the shots that you got. Like, we just knew that you captured it yeah. and that dude, like the money's great. But just hearing that, that like they're going to have that forever and like they put their trust in me as a filmmaker is why I like to do storytelling for what else, honestly. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a huge responsibility. And I think like that's that's how I feel going into it and when our team's out there. But at the same time, there are definitely some couples that don't see it that way. And what's what's kind of really nice in the way that I think we filter people through is that the people who don't have like have that 
perspective of like, this is important, you know, for our whole family. And it's like, in a way you're creating an heirloom for your family. You can pass down. And I always think of it from like my perspective for my grandparents. Like I would have loved to have a film of their wedding. Oh, imagine that. Like how films are created. Oh my God. Right. Like, and the, and, and the audio specifically. And that's why I love audio and recording ambient through the day and look like looking for any opportunity because it can be like an impromptu first look with grandma and the bride and her dress for the first time. And like, she can say something like beautiful or they start crying together or she curses and it's hilarious or whatever. Right. Like there's just so much unscripted opportunity. And like, just like with you, yeah, there's stuff, you know, you're going to get, but always looking out for those things and just being ready yeah, because those are the things that ready. make it like personal and and really powerful. And I think when it comes to storytelling, the audio is just as important as anything else in a film. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's so important, and I'm glad like you like brought up that perspective too. Um, I kind of want to go into like so for me, my purpose is to make a great film. Like I want somebody to watch it that doesn't know the couple and at the end of the video they're like i felt like i knew that couple yeah and that's kind of hard to do especially when they're a stranger or like for instance i've had people that inquire on my website and they're like you know i cried during your films and that's when i knew like no like so i kind of want to go into the difference between you know a film that you know makes you feel a certain way where um, either that be emotion or happiness versus just a bunch of clips and a music, like a, like a music video. Um, So I found with me, a lot of people like they see that in my work and they go to me for that reason. Um, They don't want the stage thing. Um, And unfortunately the, the wedding videography market, a lot of it's saturated with people copying each other. Um, one thing I enjoyed with your work with Stagger Films is it just it just felt different. You're doing something different than um, a lot of people out there. Um, and like no edit is exactly the same. Um, yeah. So that's what's really unique. Um, with me, it's more of, you know, doing something completely different and like using a certain type of music, using um, different shots, sticking to one lens the whole day, looking just for natural candidate emotion. Mm-hmm. For me, that's what stands out like I play it a little risky like I use a longer focal length the whole day so um that gives me a different look than most people that shoot with a 50 um because and a lot of people they use autofocus or a gimbal the whole day I manual focus on a monopod yep. um not to get too technical for the people that are just uh non you know wedding filmmakers or photographers but um there's certain things besides dialogue that can create a great story and make it stand out. Um, editing is a huge thing too. Pacing, song choice. Um, for me too, it's like once I get to know the couple, I can kind of like di- dictate kind of what kind of music you know will go with it as well. Um, so obviously, there's music to wedding films and stuff, but like, what makes a great story in a wedding film? Is it not? Because we, we kind of know how a, a wedding um, day goes, right? It's usually a typical one, especially on the East Coast. It's bride prep, sometimes first look, portraits, bridal party, family, ceremony, cocktail, reception. Yep. So a lot of the videos I see, it's very linear. And sometimes it's hard, especially like if you're newer to editing, to kind of bounce from like a really cool clip of dancing in the beginning to set the mood of it was just like, this is the ambience of the wedding and then going into the story. Um, But what you see is a a lot of linear editing, which is completely cool. But like, I also hear a lot of filmmakers talk about like, how do I mix that up a little bit? Um, And uh, yeah, like for, for me, I want to grab somebody's attention kind of right away. Yeah. To hook them in because like that, you know that you're going to be watching a wedding film. Um, but once everything becomes too predictable, you're, you know, if it's an Ed Sheeran song or if it's I've, I've loved you for a thousand years, I mean, wedding day classic songs 
us filmmakers, we've heard it so many times. So that's kind of why we like shake our heads. Yeah. But uh, so like, what is, what makes that difference? And, you know, I guess I'm just asking you what, what makes that difference? I, 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 it's, it's a combination of a lot of things. I think the, going back to the audio more, like not the music and music is very important, but I think what we're able to capture through the audio can help dictate some of the decisions we make in putting the film together. Because if you can open up with something that can hook you emotionally or in a, in a more of a fun way. So if it's like a fun dancing clip um, and the music and the song comes out strong and fast, you're like, it hits you and you you have like a different kind of like reaction to it. And then you're intrigued. And I'm thinking of a film we did in New York where, you know, the couple was like sarcastic and, oh, yeah. and their vows were great. Um, and she like, one of the lines the bride said, she's like, I'm, I'm just, I know this is such a pleasure for them. And she referenced the crowd, like, like you're welcome for, you know, me letting you be here. <laughs> and it's the same couple oh. where one of the uh, groomsmen, took the flower girl basket and put wings on and was like impromptu throwing and like prancing around like a, you know, a butterfly. And then the couple also came into the reception with money guns, shooting money guns. And they went right up and they took a shot right away. Like, so very different vibe. So those were the things were like, okay, like this couple is fun and quirky. We need everything to fit and build it around that idea. So at the end of the day, it's like, what is the couple's vibe? And what is the actual story of the day and using outside of just the photo in the video, any sort of data we can get. So I take notes on my first call and I save them and share them with my team. So whoever's going to be documenting, they know, even if it's something small, like that you can bring up in conversation is important. Um, We also have a a pretty robust uh, questionnaire we send out where people can really spend time and give us a lot more information such as like, you know, who's really important to you? Like who should we be looking out for anything like that? Because they're literally telling you what you need to focus on as well as, you know, what to warn you about. Like, you know, are there any challenging family situations to know about? Every definitely definitely a good, uh, yeah. yeah, every, Every, every like four or five, questionnaires you're like i'm really glad i asked this question yeah um and we learned that the hard way um yeah so that's a whole other podcast but um yeah so it's it like we have the data point of the initial notes we have the questionnaire um and then at the day after a wedding is filmed whoever is documenting it they kind of have a debrief where they answer a bunch of questions to give us even more information things to maybe look out for that we wouldn't know on the editing side that might be that important. Right. So it's, it's like super unsexy, but a lot of what we do is data driven, you know, to come up with an idea and then we just kind of flow with it from there. That's really cool. Um, Do you think that based on what you have on your website kind of dictates, like it kind of gives ideas to couples because like for me, I typically, there's people that want, I have a, I have a certain style. It's more elegant, romantic mm-hmm. type. Those, those are just the videos. So like the fact that I have probably more one style and it's like happy tears. Like I want to make you, I want to make you cry. Yeah. I, I told that to a couple, like I want you to like, I want it to be, you know, just, that, that that's what I like in films. I, I like it when it could really just I don't make you feel like um, you're just lost in the moment when you're watching it. Um, I just sent my a recent film to Erica, the bride in San Diego, and like she's speechless and she can't. She just it's like new thank yous like every like other hour. Like she's yeah. she's amazing. Like they're an amazing couple. But like um, so based on what I have on my website couples kind of know like oh wow they have like this dialogue and it's like oh they did do a letter this is probably where it enhances it and then like on a call or something i'm like yeah we should really do a letter and actually recently as a filmmaker perspective i have them so if it's the groom write in the letter himself um he speaks it, he doesn't read hers and it sounds so much better for the story that's a tip for every filmmaker you should definitely start doing that 
Um, even though you do get the surprised look during the letter, a lot what happens is like when they're reading, if the grooms are reading the bride's letter, um, most of the time they can't read their handwriting. And that that's literally it for four minutes. Like yeah. behind the scenes guys, if you're getting married. Yeah. Or, or, or they like how you read matters, right? Like, like, right. It, like our wedding film from Italy like I rehearsed probably a hundred times, like no joke. Like I yeah. still had to read it, but I, I rehearsed like, like feeling the words that I was saying in my tempo. And I just wanted to be able to have that come across because I've, I've seen grooms that were just like, like a oh, sweet. And I'm like, yeah, okay. You totally killed that, bro. Like, like you also sound a lot more intelligent if you t- speak slowly. True. Uh, True. So, and I think words usually have more meaning, actually. So, if if you know people want to rush through it, but like if you actually slow it down a little bit, first of all, it's easier for the filmmaker to cut it and use things because sometimes people say uh um um and go to the next word, and I'm trying to edit it right when they finish it, but they went to the word so quick that I can't like. Yeah, it doesn't transition. So it also helps um, to actually just slow it all down. Not at a pace that is unnatural, but like, like you said, like you went Natural, over a couple yeah. times, yeah. Or, or, or um, and, and more reason to have the person who wrote it to read it because it's their words and they've they know what they wrote, so right. it's easy. Like you're gonna sound better your third time reading it, you know, versus just opening something up and reading it for the first time, right? Because you start to there's a little bit of like I don't want to say memorization, but you get familiar with it. So I think it, it just comes across better more naturally. And that's in addition to the fact that it sounds better because it's their words. So like that tip you gave. The combination of the two, yeah. Yeah, like we didn't we didn't used to do that. And now we we try to do it. Obviously, if if they don't have a copy of it and, you know, there's obviously ways it could still not work out. But um, we always try to prepare our couples for that. That's, that's a great tip. I mean, for filmmaking and just like couples in general, like, you know, I didn't know that the first couple of years of, you know, doing weddings before I started my own company, like I, I was doing it the other way around for such a long time. But like, once you reverse it and like slow things down, you really get to, you know, you could break that letter that they wrote or like the vows and like, it's so much easier to tell a story with it. That's a really good tip. Yeah. I didn't even really think about that. And it's, it's like one of the few things we do where we have to be intentional and plan ahead of time. Right. Because right. Like we really just document, like that's the whole goal. Like let things happen. You don't control anything. Just sit back, let the photographer take control. If you know, only during portraits, if the photographer's struggling or you can tell that they're more posy, then, you know, our, we know to like step up and there's different things we can do to kind of get a little motion in there. But yeah, you know, generally speaking, it's like 99% just things happening and us documenting. So that is the one thing that makes a huge difference to actually communicate with your couple ahead of time and make sure that, Hey, make sure you have a copy of this on your phone at least so we can get that audio. Yeah. That that's, that's incredible. And like, I want to give a tip since you, I like, I have worked with, I'm not exclusive to any like photographer. I work with certain photographers, but sometimes you don't and you get the photographers that are super posy, which is completely cool. So what I found as a filmmaker to tell a better story is if I already got kind of the shots I want, the couple, I know which ones are going to make the film, right? Once I already have five minutes, sometimes it takes way longer to take a photo than a video clip, which, you know, that's a whole different story because the video clips are longer than one photo. Uh, but um, what I found that actually works is if you have a photographer that is super posy, kind of get the shots that you need and step out and see if guests are arriving. Because that's usually when you're doing the portraits, guests are arriving. And to tell a story, a lot of my clips, since I shoot super long, are from that moment. And they can go at any point of the film, literally any point. Um, because for me, I don't like the stage clips, especially if a photographer is using, using the flash. I can't use it in the, the main film because it looks like a lightning bolt going off. And then there's nothing more unnatural than the couple looking into a camera when they're not looking at yours. Yep. So... What I found is to tell a better story, uh, kind of be fearless in that moment. It's already being documented by the photographer. 
this works for me personally is stepping away from even the couple portrait session if it's superposed and you already have what you need and seeing what the guests are doing. Um, because also the couple already knew how they looked and maybe their back hurts during that portrait session. Maybe they've been smiling. They know. So when they look at it, they're gonna be like, oh, my back hurt. But yeah, but they don't get to see what exactly what we were talking about before the moments of their guests, what they're doing, yeah. because you're with them and there's other stuff going on in the wedding. And I found that most of the time it lines up when guests are arriving. Yeah. Um, and or seeing each other for the first time or just being natural because they know the photographers went out. So if you can kind of be more incognito and capture the guests, yeah, it's something that, that the couple would want to see, first of all. And it can go anywhere in the film because it's people laughing, smiling. Um, so it's you can document the couple. It's it's amazing to get those beauty shots. Everyone goes for it. Yeah. I certainly love that. But like it's also about why I found that works a lot for storytelling in my films is stepping away from it and be like, Hey, I'll uh, catch up with you guys in like 10 minutes. I'm going to go capture some guests arriving. Yeah. And yeah, I told a photographer that she's like, I am going to let my second shooter go do that because usually they're just standing around. I solo shoot weddings personally for most of them, but like it's a tip that literally when I tell people, they're like, Oh, I never thought about that because you think that you have to be with the photographer the whole day. It's kind of like almost like we're their assistant in a way. We're just following them around like puppy dogs, but like we're trying to tell literally a story with visual and audio movement. There's more to it. So we shouldn't copy and shoot like a photographer. That's my two cents in it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I think like what I like to tell couples is, like you, you're the stars of the show, right? Like you're, you're the reason people are there, but there's so many storylines happening all around you, you know, and these people are there for a reason. So we want to look for opportunities to document these other stories. And that person that we document might be given the speech or so do something that's unique that we could tie in with B-roll. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that's kind How of. How many times have you gone in a film and like all of a sudden you're like, oh, I wish I had that person doing that. And it's like. If you're always tied down to just the couple, you won't be able to capture that or possibly have that clip that really is like, oh my God, how'd you tie that in? That's so cool. Yeah. I, I Sorry think, to cut you off, but yeah. No, no, you're good. I think part of it though comes to com- down the confidence as well. Like it's, it's, it's scary to go outside the script and do anything that doesn't involve the bride and groom. Right. And right. like when I first started learning video, it's like, as a photographer, it was so hard. And it's like learning another language, yeah. you know, when you failed language in high school. So it's like, it, I had to overthink so much. And I, I was not fluid like I would be with a photographer where I have done it a thousand times. So I don't think anymore. And I'm just kind of like feeling it out. And I like, you know, you do, don't worry about your, you don't have to worry about audio settings or anything. You're literally just there. So I think with confidence, though, that that helps a lot to be able to kind of give yourself permission. And and if you have another person documenting with you to delegate or, you know, put them on, keep them on portraits and you go do this or that. Or sometimes yeah, even absolutely. if there's time, if we have like an hour to an hour and a half for portrait time and we have like a beautiful space and the couple is all about, you know, portraits and all that, we might even try to do some stuff with the drone for portraits, which is pretty rare i've been doing that more and it's they love it honestly yeah like and and, i mean the photographer's not always super stoked about it but um you know even just a couple clips could be really unique and add something you know different same thing with like doing a a sunset portrait with it or you know like a a night shot type thing like we we did one two or three years ago where the couple was like right for the reception so the sun was just about down and there was this dock out into the ocean and the couple literally laid down on the dock and you just have this really wide and it's like Ooh, the water's black. Now I'm going to steal that. I'm laying water, down. Just yeah, like the water's black. Down. You just see, but we also did the photography for them. So like if I'm flying, I do photo photos and video. Like, okay. so then I'm still helping out to that end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but even like sometimes as a photographer, I'll still bring my drone. And if we're working with another video team, I'll be like, Hey, do you guys 
want my drone? Like, do you want to fl- like, did, because this happened at like a backyard wedding a couple years ago. And it was like the super high end wedding where like, I think like it was like $400,000 investment in this crazy thing. But like, wow, they, they didn't have a drone. And I'm like, dude, ta-. I'm like, have you flown one? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm like, just take it, please. Like, just take it. it. Yeah. Go take a shot. So I did it for a photo and then I just sent them the footage after, you know what I mean? Like, so I always look for stuff like that to help people as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of like having the confidence to do it. Like I've done so many weddings over the years that I know what works in a wedding film. Obviously, we play it safe during formalities. You should never, you know, try to be too creative during the ceremony and stuff because you can't redo it. Anything you can't redo, any formality, you don't go too crazy with creativity. Everything else, guess what? Like there's a reason why they're booking either you or me. So like there's... That it's not it it looks different like they like the story whatever it might be there's a reason that they're hiring you and trusting you as a professional to do what you're hired to do um and i found that like my couples once i like you know express this to them and just get them to open up and like tell them once i open up really and just tell them you know about my films or just like we discuss like if they have general questions like i'm an open book i tell them like anything they want to know. Um, And it's important to be an open book to your clients too, because once they feel comfortable, that's pretty much, you know, that that's going to lead to amazing storytelling in my opinion. Um, So yeah, man, I mean, those are just some tips and tricks that I uh, picked up on over the years is kind of be fearless um, when it's not a formality and just uh, that's, what's going to set, you know, some of those epic shots from the other ones. It's like, how'd you get that shot? It's like, especially like some of the San Diego ones. Like I literally, there was this huge like uh, rock that was going into uh, the ocean and I got, I ran over there while the drone was still up. I had like 10 minutes battery left. The sun was setting. And like, I told every single person in a public place, Hey, they're getting married. I shouted and ran over there. And I was like, hey, they're getting married. I just need this for 20 seconds. And I had to sprint all the way across to this rock, get like 25 people to move to get that one shot. Uh, That's one thing that I did. You know, that's more stage. But like, I knew I had that vision, how epic that would be. And the couple, when I showed them, like, holy shit. So be fearless if you can, because, um, but actually have the experience that you've done it. So like, you know, don't, tr- don't try to like fly your drone through like a wave or something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Be, you know, yeah. Well, um, be willing to, you know, like, be smart about it. Like you, you have to approach it. Like I, the first time we, we did a, a ceremony on a small boat, like four oh, wow. years, four years ago, there was like 10 people for a boat that fit like six people. And, and there was two photographers and two filmmakers but I brought my drone. So I wanted to do some like just cool shots of like us all in the water. You know, it was, in the, um, we were down in Atlantic city and, uh, um, okay. I was actually, it was pretty, like I hadn't played with my drone a ton. Like I was comfortable flying it and land. I've never caught it landing before. I've only ever just let it land on the ground. Cause that's the safest on a boat. It's hard on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. When it's drifting, like I learned like, holy shit, like that doesn't work. So I just remember I was like at the front of the boat and I could, I could see clearly I was trying to go right on the edge away from everyone there. And it was coming down, but I noticed how much the boat was drifting. So I like started running back and it had, it was like the phantom three, right? So it has like, Oh, it's two, that big one. Yeah. yeah. The two, two kind of legs on it. So just, yeah. The one leg landed and the other leg missed it and started to go down. So I just, I didn't know what to do besides grab. So I just like grabbed it, tore up my fingers. So then it, so then blood squirted all over the back. Oh, jeez! Like, I'm like, I didn't say anything. And I'm just like, oh, got it. Okay. And then like, they're like, uh, there's blood everywhere. Are you okay? I'm like, fine. You know, I got the like, shot. Yeah. Like the, the second photographer, um, she had medical training. So before the reception we stopped and she got like bandages and like got me all oh my goodness. You know, go. but, like 
the things we do to get the shot. No, honestly, like it's a cool story. You know, um, it's there's, I've seen, I've seen people trip. I've seen people fall into fountains. A lot of tripping goes on during a wedding day, honestly, because sometimes it's dark and stuff, but um, yeah, getting the shot is super important, man. And like, you know, with, with your films and with my films, like I like, I like to be as creative as possible. Like, I want it to look, you know, just cinematic. I want it to, I'd rather just get, you know, two or three good shots of the groom during prep rather than 25 shots and him feeling awkward. Yeah. You know, I got my good shots. I know when to move on. Um, And I know that this is going to tie into the story because I've done it so many times. So yeah, it comes from experience, but like, it's also not, overshooting like i really don't overshoot during the formalities everything's recorded in full with multiple cameras Mm. you got to play it safe everything else i know when to move on to the next section i know okay i got this shot of the bride i have it from this angle it looks great i have it through some foreground that looks great and i have a silhouette now i can piece that together and Actually, shot selection, uh, we're going to wrap this up soon, but I just want to go over shot selection for Filmmaker Sue can really tell a story. Like uh, in my most recent film with uh, Eric and Edwin, he was writing the letter and the letter was, you know, he had it on, he, he typed it on his iPhone, but he had to actually write it and it was super long. So I had a bunch of time to play with this. Um, I didn't direct him at all, but since I knew the light looked better, I knew we had the time we moved a bigger table near natural light to make it look good to match. Cause I knew every other clip I had, you know, this where he was doing the letter originally, there wasn't a nice table and every other clip I had had natural light. So like, it would be weird if there was all of a sudden tungsten light, right? It wouldn't match the story of what was already being told during prep. So what I did is I took the table. I knew we had the time. So I moved it closer, cleaned the area where furniture movers to people. Yeah. It's totally true. I didn't direct him at all. I'm just like, write the letter. And um, what you can do as a filmmaker to actually, you know, tell a better story is get a various, various shots in different angles and from d- different distances. Like for me during prep, I stick to one lens. So like, it's, I, I just know how it's going to look like straight out the gate. But like, I am looking for mirrors. I'm looking for foreground I'm looking to get him in a silhouette. I'm looking to get him uh, lit partially. I like to shoot through glass and like I get a close up of the pen, a medium tight of the pen. And then I show like his whole entire body shooting through glass. And that just adds so much like depth. And you could actually see what he's doing just that instead of just one shot and then him reading his letter. It's so, yeah, yeah. I I, I love that approach. And I think, the, for me, what it does is it gives you the ability and the editing side to actually create something that's more emotional. Yeah. Like, like for some reason it comes, like it comes across differently when you're able to be more dynamic and have these different shots to work from versus like I shot you here and it's just this one angle. You know what I mean? The thing about it too is if you show everything right away, it becomes predictable. Do you have you ever got really bored during a movie where it becomes predictable? Yeah. See, in filmmaking, we don't have to, especially for a wedding film, we don't have to show exactly what's going on. We could piece it together and tell a story, yep. which is really interesting. Where a photograph, if you just get a picture of like her hand or a piece of hair like blowing in the wind, it's like, what is that? Filmmaking, it works. Yeah. So yes. a lot of filmmakers have to realize, utilize that, yeah. and try to build a story and create anticipation. Yeah. I think, yeah, for photography and it lends itself to bit film because as a photographer, I do look at that stuff, but I just know that that's not a picture that stands on its own, but its strength is in numbers with other images, right? It's a, it's a group. That's where like an album can come in and it could be more impactful, but yeah, like it's just films just so much better. (laughs) There's a lot to it. Yeah. Yeah. like it's easier to to transport someone through film and and tell story and connect emotionally, and you know I think that's again where like the audio and the music come in on top of it. So oh yeah, absolutely. Once you tie everything in together, it's just there's so much into it. But like that's a that's a tip for filmmakers. I found is look for different angles and 
one angle might look good, but like the thing is, is like it gets very predictable, and especially if this couple has seen a million wedding films. Um, they know what's going to happen next. Try to mix it up a little bit with your shot selection. Um, especially if they're, you know, try to get a silhouette, try to get a close up, try to get the pen and try to, what I really started to do recently is, um, and this is somewhat staged, but like even before the wedding, um, I wanted the couple to write out their vows for the first time, even though they had it written on their phone. I'm not talking about thinking about the vows yeah. and like thinking what to say. I already have it written out, but actually write it with the pen because it just, there's something like, have you ever like written something really like a cool story in school or something like that? Like where you're actually thinking about the story in person, but when you're actually writing it, it just, it's the same thing. I'm writing out your goals. Like you just, you feel a different way than just typing it on an iPhone. Yeah, it's the yeah, same thing yeah. as reading a physical book yeah. versus reading one digitally. It's um, yeah, maybe. it actually enhances their emotions in a certain way. I can't, um, I don't know what it is, but it's just yeah. like when they actually write it, they feel it more, and you can see that through their body language in filmmaking. Well, I yeah. feel like you're you're like attaching it to action, which exactly like, it's like a feedback loop for your body. It's like to get woo woo for a hot second, like affirmations. Like if you read them in your head versus say them out loud, it's different, right? Right. It's yeah. that, that's like for me the clearest example. Like because I'm one of the dorky people that like to do that sort of thing. But like, yeah, like same thing with uh, you know, like for me going through every morning and and talking about my goals and like saying them and reviewing them, it just makes it more real and tangible, but that's, it translates. I think that's a brilliant idea. I never really thought about that, but I'm sure like you're also, it's giving value to the couple, right? right? You're like, you're giving, you're giving them an excuse to be present with their words about their loved one. Like that, right. That's, that's awesome. Right. Like, I, I did that recently. And like it, like, cause I knew I had the time, it was this uh, destination wedding in San Diego. I knew I had the time to like, they're flying me out. I mean, come on, let's make it as cool and epic as possible. Like I knew that, you know, in order to make it more personable, I thought of that. I'm like, how about you write it? Because I, I saw in one of these films where there's just like that close up of the pen and just like him even adjusting his hand from like writing yeah. and just like thinking about it. Like there's, there's something to it that I'm like, man, he's really thinking about her versus just, oh, here's just a letter that I wrote like three days ago, yeah. which is, it's still intimate, but yeah. it's not as intimate. It's almost like, um, I don't know, like, you know, you like, I don't how do I put this? I, I just think of it as it just adds emotion to it. It does. Yeah. I don't, you know, yeah. But that's, that's one of the tips I have for that. Um, we covered so much though. I feel like there's a lot of things for couples and filmmakers, even some photographers like to yeah. get more natural yeah. candid. Yeah. Sorry. I had to bring my photographer self into it. No, I mean, it's very similar, man. Like, and like I was, you know, even talking to you, like, you know, kind of being fearless during the portrait session. At t- the thing is that if you have a second shooter, you, they should be looking out for that. I think that's, that was a great tip. And like, even the moment with like, that you mentioned with, um, you know, uh, that, that, that was the last photo of that one couple. Like yeah. it's, it's all people that document days have a huge pack of telling a story. Like that is their last picture story. Like right. that is it. Like, yeah, um, I, I think like it's an extreme view, but then it's not because I feel like it, get, it keeps you in the right perspective of how lucky are we to get to do this for people and like how valuable is this like everyone in every one of our films will eventually not be here and i think we all know that but i like to kind of put myself i fast forward myself to that time to be able to look back and have this like this family record of this huge event and it's a joyous occasion so everyone's happy and having a great time for the most part you have everyone hopefully together i mean right. covid's been crazy things will go back to normal soon but yeah. that's a you know, wedding is a, a place where most of the people you know close family distant relatives even some friends that you haven't talked to in a while all show up um depending on the wedding of course yeah. um 
And it's the chance to actually look back and actually have all those moments. Um, so yeah, it's so important as a filmmaker, as a photographer, to kind of just really be able to capture those moments for couples. Um, and I think that's a great way to end it. We're right at an hour and nice. dude, that was awesome. Um, thanks for being on the podcast, dude. Um, it was great to talk to you. I know this is both of our like strong suits for both of our companies. Um, so I thought it was great to have you on this because, you know, watch staggered films. Some of his films, like really, really good stuff. Um, with storytelling, really good insight. And, um, yeah, dude, looking forward to 2021. And once COVID like kind of, you know, yeah, is over with, let's, let's meet up and like, yeah, do this in person, maybe another one. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good, man. I appreciate your time. All right. Cool, man. Good chat. All right.